This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to Mark Westvig, TD4636, also known as Smoke from Southern California Garrison, and Singapore Garrison's Wong Chun Kent, TK96350. Buckets off for our eternal troopers. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. We're finally back with a new episode of the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. After accidentally taking the summer off, this is episode 112 for October 2018. And here are your hosts, myself, Nikki, DZ8397. I'm Joe, SL, or TI, take your pick, 12743. And this is Marcus, TK14057. So the 501st Legion is currently at 13,741 members with 26,766 approved costumes in the Legion. Our newest member listed on 501st.com at the time of recording is Jonas, TI55505, with a new Gideon Hask from Inferno Squad for Garrison Carita. In this episode, we troop in Honduras for the first time, spend time at several charity walks and hospital visits, even a visit to a retirement home. Well, some of us first-generation Star Wars fans aren't getting any younger. Recent news. The 501st Legion is honored to be featured in the debut episode of a new digital series, our Star Wars Stories, which explores the fan side of the Force. Hosted by Jordan Hembro from Toy Hunter, the series travels the U.S. talking to Star Wars fans about their amazing journeys with the saga and its impact on their lives. And his first interview is with founder Albin Johnson. If you haven't seen it yet, be sure to check out the link in our show notes. Since the premiere on September 30th, there's been a few other episodes that have aired, including one that features 501st Legion and our two Builders Club member, Christina Cato, ID, TK, and TA, 41414. You can catch new episodes of our Star Wars stories on the official Star Wars YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook pages, and on StarWars.com every Tuesday. Speaking of YouTube, about four months ago... Garrison Tyrannus, our unit for Virginia, launched a YouTube channel titled Tales from Tyrannus. Go subscribe at youtube.com forward slash Tales from Tyrannus, all one word, and check out their tutorials and mission reports. Well, it's the last call for 501st Legion census participation. Each October, Legionnaires are called upon to fill out the annual census to reconfirm they've met the requirement of attending at least one 501st Legion troop a year. So members, don't forget to head over to the main Legion forums on 501st.com. Click on Member DB and then Census and complete your form before the end of October. We're at about 73% completed for the Legion so far, so that's not too bad, but we still have a couple thousand members that need to get to the forums and get it done. If you have any issues completing your Census form, please email support at 501st.com. Include your name, Legion ID number, name of your local garrison or outpost, and a description of your difficulties to help a member of the Legion web team be able to help you faster. With the debut of Star Wars Resistance and the peaks at the upcoming live-action series, The Mandalorian, Star Wars fans have plenty to keep themselves busy with during the 13-month gap before the premiere of Episode 9. No so what uh, favorite sneak peek from The Mandalorian have you guys been excited about? <laughs> uh, that weapon. Yes, I was just going to say his like rifle. Um, now, believe it or not, you guys might find this funny, but I am a little bit. I'll, I'll admit to being a little bit of a fan. Okay, a fan of the holiday special because it was the first, primarily because it was the uh, the first look that we ever got at Boba Fett that I can recall anyway. I think it was his his big to big debut there, his screen debut. And, well, the other reason, of course, is Carrie Fisher singing. I, I, I loved it. Um, but uh, that rifle looks just like the one that Boba had in the holiday special. Am, am I wrong? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. No, you're not wrong. No, you're right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite part was the updated ice cream maker that John <gasps> Favreau <course>. posted. <laughs> that was exciting. Um, I also love the picture from the set that had um, George Lucas and Dave Filoni and John Favreau all together mm-hmm. in the picture. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. So, like, we've only seen like maybe three or four, you know, kind of teaser pictures so far, but it's definitely very exciting. And I haven't caught Star Wars Resistance yet. Um, so I don't have the whatever the channel or streaming service or whatever it is, it's on, but hopefully I'll be able to catch up on that soon. I know that um, Steve, Steven Stanton, who is the voice for one of the pilots um, I've been following his Facebook page and just like he did with um, Tarkin when he got into full makeup and costume, uh, now he's working on full makeup and costume for the character that he voices in star Wars resistance. So I, I just, I'm so tickled when, when he goes that extra mile, basically, to really embody the characters that he's voicing. I loved his Tarkin costume. It was so spot on. And uh, he's an amazing costumer, let alone voice actor. Mm-hmm. So, Marcus, you just come back from a trip to the opposite coast from where you live. Yes, I flew out to <clears throat> uh, San Francisco uh, last Saturday to attend the annual Ranch Obi-Wan Gala, which is their annual fundraiser to keep their doors open and their lights on. Um, I believe I was trying to count which, uh, what number that was, but it, it might have been their seventh or their eighth one since uh, Ranch Obi-Wan um, <clears throat> attained the uh, nonprofit organization status, the 401k. Uh, no, was it, was it 401k? No, I, I forgot. Uh, Five, 501. 501. Yeah, 501 <laughs> something. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, but um, it was good. It was good. It was uh, less crowded than last year. They put their uh, ticket cap a bit lower than the previous years, um, just because it was very, very crowded the previous years. And so we, it was still still busy, but um, it was it wasn't uh, cheek to cheek, so to say. And yeah, there was <clears throat> there were a lot of great items in the silent auction in the live auction. Uh, some things went for thousands of dollars. Um, which was always out of my price range, unfortunately. But um, the grand prize, I think, <clears throat> in terms of of money raised, was the uh, Skywalker Vineyard Tour, um, and that was bought or uh, auctioned off for twenty three hundred dollars. So mm. the the lucky people, I guess, you can split that up the uh, Vineyard Tour by a number of people. I don't know what the limit is, um, but twenty three hundred dollars is quite the quite the change for just two people um the auction was actually won by another mid-south garrison member so she and her husband will uh we're they're looking forward to to seeing the uh the vineyard and i guess the the property in general so but yeah it was fun it was there were lots of member and also people from lucasfilm and um yeah it was overall it was it was pretty good it was a a 4 p.m to 10 p.m fundraiser um you were able to show up before if you want to. You just couldn't uh, <clears throat> walk through, through the museum. Uh, they also had wine tasting. They had a poker tournament the day before. So it uh, turned out to be a pretty pretty successful, I think, fundraising based on what I've seen or what I've heard of what people bought the items for. So, yeah, overall, it was pretty good. I believe they are taking a timeout next year because of celebration, but I cannot confirm that. Um but yeah, it's definitely worth a visit. Um, if you can't make it to the fundraiser, uh, you can always buy the membership and get a nice patch and nice artwork. And uh, also, you're able to tour the museum. So definitely check it out. RanchObiWan.org. So we have a ton of new and updated entries to the 501st Costume Reference Library since our last episode. First up is our newest Underworld Detachment. Tessic has been a very empty CRL for many, many years, but now this costume is free to be approved by GMLs as the CRL is complete. Underworld also has a brand new CRL, Lin Mi, uh, one of the toilet dancers in Jabba's Palace from the special edition of Return of the Jedi. The Wookiee bounty hunter Black Christantan is a new CRL for our bounty hunters guild, and it's now ready for GML approval. Then not a new CRL for bounty hunters guild, but a newly updated one. 
Boba Fett, Empire Strikes Back is updated and ready for use again. Bonnie Hunter's Guild has also added a Mandalore Bo-Katan, a scene in Star Wars Rebels, so GMLs are now free to approve this costume. And last but not least, thanks to the hard work and perseverance of the detachment, the challenging, detailed costume of Cad Bane is now a finalized CRL, and GMLs are free to independently approve this costume. Our Imperial Officer Corps has recently updated two CRLs, Imperial Security Bureau Officer, as seen in A New Hope and Rogue One, and the Imperial Warrant Officer that can be seen in Episodes 4 and 6. They also added a new CRL for the First Order Security Bureau, as seen in The Last Jedi. They completed a major update to the existing First Order General CRL. It's been renamed to Flag Officer, and the design now reflects what is seen in the movie. Already approved costumes are grandfathered and still approved, but any costume from here on out will be judged based on the new CRL. And we should mention that that goes for all costumes that get their CRLs updated. Active members who already have their costume approved do not need to resubmit. General Hux and Governor Price CRLs had a bunch of tweaks done to them recently with a redo of some of the verbiage on Hux and the addition of an armor tab to Price. Shout out to Melissa, ID 99889 from Canadian Garrison for getting to be the CRL model for Armored Price. Shockingly, only one new CRL from our Clone Trooper detachment since last episode, and that is for Phase 2 Waxer. For our Pathfinders detachment, the Patrol Trooper from the recent Solo movie is now live and ready for GML approval. And Pathfinders have also made adjustments to the Biker Scout CRL, simplifying the basic requirements. Spec Ops Detachment updated their Imperial Army Trooper CRL, a costume that can be seen in the Star Wars Empire comic. Jolly Roger Squadron has a new awesome CRL for approval, the Rogue One slash Solo A Star Wars Story TIE Pilot. Sith Lord Detachment has an all-new CRL, the Golden Wonder, the Supreme Leader, is here to steal your hearts with his adorable smile and stylish shoes. After some work... We finally have Kylo Ren's Master Supreme Leader Snoke ready for approval. Another new CRL they've added is Darth Vader, as seen in Star Wars Rebels. And another sassy Sith Lord has been updated. Emperor Palpatine, Revenge of the Sith, Red Senate Robes is ready, as is pre-scarring Darth Sidious. As always, you can check out links to all of these CRLs in our show notes. Thanks again to the Legion membership team for all these updates and to our detachments for their continued hard work in keeping us looking fabulous. This is Admiral Will Huftark and asking you to listen to the 501st cast. Otherwise, we'll steer the Death Star in your direction. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Are you currently having pest issues? Do you have those wretched Jawas getting into your trash? How about Minox draining your power couplings? Or maybe it's just a pesky Gungan flat out getting on your last nerve. You said people gonna die? Then simply call Dark Side Pest Control. Right, the map. We are the leader of exterminations in the entire galaxy. No pest is too big or too small. Just ask the citizens of the planet Alderaan. See there, you can't, because we took care of that pest problem already. So again, if you've got a pest problem, simply call Dark Side Pest Control at our toll-free number. one death star That's one death star Mission reports. Back in July, TK-21523 and DZ-27949 of Star Garrison's Imperial Rough Rider Squad recently supported the Boy Scouts of America at their Order of the Arrow Conclave. The troopers discussed the 501st Legion, costume creation, how to request an appearance, and the overall experience being in costume with the young men and women of the Boy Scouts. Thanks to Paul, DZ-27949, for that report. On July 28th, 
10 members of Imperial Rough Riders Squad, the Galactic Academy, and R2 Builders Club visited the, with the patients and their families at the Christus Santa Rosa Hospital Medical Center. They toured room to room, providing them with some cheer to brighten up their day while being hospitalized. They also visited the, with the hospital staff and provided each of them with goodie bags. We'll have a link to a Facebook photo in our show notes. Thanks to Monica, TK10213, for that report. On August 3rd, four members of Imperial Rough Rider Squad had the privilege to support the retirement of an active duty airman by enhancing the celebration and retirement ceremony after 20 years of service. The honoree, an avid Star Wars fan, was surprised by his fellow airmen and literally stopped in his tracks as he laid eyes on the troopers of the IRR squad deployed to Lackland Air Force Base. The joy was immediately recognizable on the retired senior non-commissioned officer's face. We'll have a link to a group photo in our show notes. Thanks to William TI20140 for that report. On August 8th, members of Star Garrison's Imperial Rough Riders squad and their Rebel Legion counterparts supported the San Antonio Missions baseball team and Alzheimer's Association to promote their Blast Away Alzheimer's initiative. We'll have a link to a photo from their TV news appearance in our show notes. Thanks to Paul DZ27949 for that report. On July 21st, Alaskan Garrison and about 5,000 other attendees attended the Ark of Anchorage Alaska Disability Pride event which not only celebrated the, uh, Disability Pride, but also the anniversary of the ADA and a new inclusive playgrounds, uh, playground in Anchorage. This free event featured vendor booths with free stuff and fun activities, including bocce ball, face painting, and art projects. Various speakers will be present, including ADA coordinators and Paralympic athletes, a performance by the underground dance company and sensory-friendly storytime from Lusek Library. This event was sponsored by Hope Community Resources, uh, the Ark of Anchorage, Stone Soup Group, and the Anchorage Park Foundation. The Alaskan-based Star Wars group, groups, a huge favorite of the special needs communities in Alaska, were excited to be present to celebrate the opening of the new inclusive playgrounds. Interacting with thousands of patrons, taking photos, and playing with the youth in the playgrounds, the Alaskan Star Wars groups brought enormous smiles and joy to everyone present. We'll have links to photos and Alaska Vader's vlog in our show notes. Alaskan Garrison made at least two trips to the Alaskan Native Medical Center and Ronald McDonald House since our last episode. On July 27th, six members of the 501st and Rebel Legion made their fifth combined inpatient pediatrics Ronald McDonald House visit and their 17th visit overall to the Alaska Native Medical Center comp campus. Families and patients of the inpatient pediatric units of the hospital and Ronald McDonald House visited and interacted with Alaska-based Star Wars characters in their hospital rooms and in the playroom in order to provide a diversion from the routine medical activities. Then on August 31st, three members of the garrison returned for the, their 6th and 18th visits respectively. And we'll have links to photo galleries from each visit in our show notes. Alaskan Garrison had a few troops at state fairs this summer. First was the Tanana Valley State Fair on August 4th and 6th. The Tanana Valley State Fair Association, TVSFA, founded in 1924 as a 501c3 nonprofit organization located on 100 acres in Fairbanks, Alaska. They produce a 9- to 10-day fair in early August every year. The mission of the fair is to highlight and enhance appreciation for interior Alaska by showcasing competitive and commercial exhibits during an annual fair with community appeal. The fair offers rides, games, entertainment, and features over 150 vendors. Competitive exhibits including photography, livestock, and creative writing are also featured. The Alaskan Garrison members interacted with patrons, handed out trading cards, high-fived youth, and even rode a few rides while executing Imperial shenanigans. We'll have a link to photos of some of those shenanigans in our show notes. They also attended the Alaska State Fair on both the cosplay day on August 29th and again on September 1st. This was the second year that Alaskan Garrison has attended the State Fair, but the first time the state has designated one of the days as cosplay day. Patrons were encouraged to come in costume and share their love of cosplay with all and participate in the cosplay costume contest. The fairgrounds are located approximately one hour north of Anchorage and uh, draws visitors from the entire municipality of Anchorage and beyond for the popular one-and-a-half-week event beginning at the end of August. The Alaska State Fair is famous for its record-setting giant vegetables and picturesque location. The event features amusement rides, food concessions, competitive exhibits, 
carnival games, live performances, and more. The 501st was joined by the Rebel Legion, Mandel Mercs, Galactic Academy, Joy Builders Club, and Cosplay Alaska. They all had a blast interacting with fair patrons and encouraging donations to Make-A-Wish for photos. A total of $1,152 was raised for Make-A-Wish in the two days the clubs spent at the fair. We'll have links to photo albums from both days in our show notes. To kick off Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, Alaskan Garrison and other costumers in the greater Anchorage area had the distinct pleasure of participating in the second annual Childhood Cancer Heroes Walk, held just outside the Providence Cancer Center. Together, they took the one-mile walk around the Providence campus with other childhood cancer heroes in the community. Nurses, doctors, other hospital staff, firefighters, police, and paramedics all there to support the Children's Hospital at Providence and the Providence Cancer Center. The group of Imperials and Jedi who have become part of the Children's Hospital at Providence family, with 30-plus hospital visits under their belt, enjoyed visiting with now healthy kids and their families, whom they visited all throughout their illness and recovery. We'll have a link to a photo gallery from this event in our show notes. On September 22nd and 23rd, Alaskan Garrison appeared at SenshiCon in Anchorage. They were joined by sister groups the Rebel Legion, Mando Mercs, and Galactic Academy. SenshiCon is an annual convention that caters to enthusiasts of Asian culture, animation, graphic novels, and gaming. It is Alaska's largest event where you can share your fandoms, make new friends, and enjoy a nearly endless array of costumes, live events, panels, contests, and shop your favorite artists and vendors. This was an excellent opportunity for them to share their love of Star Wars, potentially recruit new members, and answer questions about the clubs and their respective costumes. The Garrison has successfully recruited several of their now most active members from this event in years past and hope to keep that tradition going. We'll have a link to photo galleries from each day of the event in our show notes. Thanks to Jen, IC84864, and Brian, ID62832, for those reports. Next up are several reports from Costa Rica Garrison's Grand Admiral Ed, AR5494. On the weekend of July 28th and 29th, Terra Mall Shopping Center, as part of their social responsibility programs, organized a special fundraiser to help Chepe Sebania. Uh, Chepe Sebanya, which means Chepe takes a shower, is a nonprofit private project to help and give a better life to homeless people in the city of San Jose. They offer free showers, food, and clothing to the much-needed via the use of specially modified buses that work as mobile showers and bathrooms, health clinics, or food trucks. Although they receive certain government charity fund- funding, they are always in the need for supplies and food donations. We should also note that Chepe is the local shorthand for Costa Rica's capital, San Jose City. Several local musicians and artists took part in the events, and the organizers asked for help from the garrison in collecting funds and supplies. They were able to send out a squad uh, of their finest on both days with support from sister clubs, the Rebel Legion, Saber Guild, and Sith Dynasty. A link to the photo gallery from the troop will be in our show notes. On August 12th, with support from Rebel Legion and Saber Guild, Costa Rica Garrison paid a visit to Santiago Crespo Retirement Home to bring some joy and amusement to its residents. This might be the first time I've heard about a retirement home visit, but from the pictures, which we'll have a link to in our show notes, it looks like they appeared alongside some sort of scouting organization, as there were a bunch of kids wearing royal blue uniform shirts. And it looks like they all, young and old, had a very fun visit. Thanks to members of Costa Rica Garrison, with support from their partners in the Rebel Legion and Saber Guild, for the first time ever, there was trooping in Honduras. Costa Rica Garrison received a request for troops to attend a special thematic convention in Honduras, and they were able to deploy four members from the three groups. In Honduras, there is no 501st Legion, Rebel Legion, or any other international Star Wars organization, as yet. The 501st Legion only has Central American units in Costa Rica and Guatemala, which is Jaguar Outpost. This tour of duty took our troops to three different deployments. On Friday, August 24th, Legionaries stormed two hospitals in Honduras' capital, an oncology hospital and a pediatric center. On Saturday, August 25th, Legionaries took part in a convention, hosting a recruitment table in hopes to someday uh, form a Honduran outpost. And uh, Legion troops also had a chance to share a stage with voice actor Santos Alberto, who voiced Grand Admiral Thrawn on the Latin American version of Star Wars Rebels. He sent us a special message in character. 
Saludos, súbditos del Imperio de la Legión 501 de Costa Rica. Les habla el gran almirante Tron. Soy un estudioso del arte de la guerra, y perfeccionarla es lo mío. On September 1st and 2nd, Costa Rica Garrison, alongside their Rebel Legion and Saber God counterparts, held a fundraiser photo booth at a mini-con called City of Heroes, organized by local collectors club Cartago Prime. The fundraiser benefited a charity that runs a mess hall to feed poor kids at social risk. The Collectors Club also invited other costuming groups such as Harry Potter, Costa Rica, and Ghostbusters Costa Rica. We'll have a link to a photo album in our show notes. In Costa Rica, they celebrate Children's Day every September 9th. This year, Costa Rica Garrison had the opportunity to celebrate it a little early on September 6th and then again on September 9th. On the 6th, four members, with support from the Rebel Legion and Saber Guild, attended a party hosted by a foundation called Hugs for the Soul. They assist and give support to pediatric cancer patients across Costa Rica. To celebrate Children's Day, they organized this party for kids and families from several hospitals in the Costa Rica metro area, and our troopers were the highlight of the entertainment for the kids. Then on September 9th, Eight members from the garrison, with support again from Rebel Legion and Saber Guild, visited the San Rafael Hospital. It's their yearly tradition to visit a pediatric ward from a hospital each Children's Day. Troopers invaded the pediatric ward to give joy to kids, and from there they stormed the rest of the hospital to bring some entertainment to the inner child of patients and staff of all ages. We'll have links to photos from both of these Children's Day troops in our show notes. Next up, we have reports from Starkiller Garrison, who just cleared their one-year probation period last month. Since applying for Garrison status with 61 members, they've grown to 89 members, with another 48 cadets working on their membership. They participated in over 120 events during their probation year, and as evident by reports submitted to this podcast, they're still going strong. The PNC annual Mutt Strut in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is usually one of the most highly attended troops for Starkiller Garrison, but unfortunately this year, between members being called into work, breaking limbs, and several other events in the region, they were down to a solo stormtrooper. Well, actually, TK-74472 is an A New Hope stunt trooper. Sorry, just a little 501st humor there. Uh, in any case... The PNC annual Mutstrut is an event to raise money for training service animals to our military veterans. It costs between twenty-two dollars to $25,000 for each dog. Tim, TK74472, and Squire Andrew arrived plenty early to be ready for their 10.30 a.m. start on September 15th. When the walk started, they broke the dogs into three different size groups. TK74472 cheered the small and medium dogs and was then asked to walk with the large ones. After the walk, it was time to do what the 501st typically does at events. Mingle, pose for photos, walk two feet, and repeat, until around noon when they headed back to the changing tent. Tim made sure to thank the event host for the invite and made sure to let them know that the 501st would love to come out again next year. It should be noted that Squire Andrew single-handedly saved this event from being canceled, as this was not an event that a trooper could appear at without an extra set of eyes. Andrew did a fantastic job keeping Tim safe, paying special attention to where the trooper was putting his feet. Andrew also jumped in to help an older gentleman who got knocked down by his dog, and when the opportunity was available, he took photos to document the event. In the end, the event raised half a million dollars towards the training of future service dogs. Thanks to Tim, TK74472, for that report. A great success was had at the annual Pennsylvania Star Wars Collector's Society toy drive, thanks to the support of Starkiller Garrison and Kurt from the R2 Builders Club. D&E Collectibles hosted the event and treated the troopers to a nice spread of snacks fueled for trooping. Several boxes full of donations were collected. They even got to meet the mayor of Sharksburg and appeared in some of the media coverage of the event. We'll have a link to a video of the news report in our show notes. Thanks to Greg ID 2336 for that report. Starkiller Garrison has trooped the Vision Walk before, but this year they had decent weather although there was a large portion of the grassy field that had to be roped off due to too much mud. Three of our Legionnaires wandered the event area on September 29th, posing for pictures and interacting with walk participants and volunteers. There was a live band who played some good music that got people, including some Imperials, dancing at, at some of the times. Some walkers brought their dogs along, which got plenty of attention, especially from a certain biker scout. 
After everyone was registered and the opening speeches made, our troopers cheered the walkers on as they started the one-mile hike. As of this recording, the walk surpassed their $91,000 goal and are over $97,000 raised. One team that was there had raised a combined $30,000 over all the years that they've done the walk. Thanks to Matt, TB99920, for that report. October 6th was a humid Saturday morning in North Park, Pennsylvania, but Starkiller Garrison soldiered on to participate in the World of May walk. The World of May charity advocates greater awareness and early treatment for Phelan McDermid syndrome, which is caused by a deletion or mutation in the Shank 3 gene. PMS causes lifelong severe intellectual and physical disabilities. The garrison donated a toy basket for the raffle. Troopers posed for pictures, played on the swings, engaged in a hula hoop session, and cheered on the walkers and runners from the starting line, as well as along the course. There were between 50 to 75 participants, ranging in all ages. The venue also included food vendors, face painting, arts, crafts, and educational demonstrations. Thanks to Stephen, AL53355, for that report. And while the Vision Walk Star Killer attended a couple of weeks before was mild, uh, this next troop on October 13th, the walk for apraxia was quite cold. About the free fruit, donuts, and coffee helped lessen the effects. There was a lot of hugging among the members there, but that was largely to share body warmth and act as a windbreaker. Those who had costumes with less material or coverage deserve a special note of commendation. They really toughed it out despite the visible goosebumps. In addition to three members from Starkiller Garrison and four from Rebel Legion, the organizers also invited the pitching leaders, Disney princesses, characters from Neverland, and a few other mascots. They had soccer balls and nets for the kids to play with, a parachute, giant foam blocks, and a picture booth. Troopers definitely made some friends at the walk, including a little girl who kept bringing people over to meet them and then getting a new picture herself each time. To kick off the walk, there was little awards. There was a little awards ceremony to recognize the sponsors and kids, and then our troopers headed out to do the most of the walk with them. Thanks to Matt TB nine 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 two zero for that report. Next up, our reports from our mission report king at Empire City Garrison, Chris TK six seven four four. ECG attended at least six charity walks in September and October. They deployed five members to the St. Jude's Walk Run to End Childhood Cancer on Long Island the morning of September 16th. The walk slash run took place in the Sunrise Mall parking lot, and there was a nice turnout on the rain-free morning. Then on September 23rd, George, TI-11710, Brent, TR-22071, Chris, TB-6744, Alan, TX-97491, and Joe, SL-91452, fondly remembered on this podcast as the Moon Vader, and Bill, TK20177, were deployed to North Babylon for the Walk to End Alzheimer's event. The Walk is a family-friendly event that takes place in communities nationwide to raise funds for Alzheimer's research, education, advocacy, and awareness. Alan, TX97491, was also a participant in the walk with his family, and they helped raise over $700 for their team. The event was also attended with a steady stream of kids and adults throughout the morning. There were vendors and local businesses with tables with different games and raffles. The weather was overcast but did not rain, just a nice, cool fall morning. ECG had a great time taking photos with guests, handing out cards, and getting the crowd excited for the walk. Empire City Garrison attended the third annual ACLD Foundation walk-slash-run journey to an inviolable life on Sunday, September 30th. George TK11710 and Chris TB6744 were joined by two members of the Rebel Legion's Echo Base, and our troopers appreciated their support. This was a walk-slash-run fundraiser for the adults and children with learning and developmental disabilities, or ACLD, Foundation of Long Island. The event started out of slow, but ended up being well attended with over 200 walkers and runners coming out for the event. There were a um, few vendors and local businesses with tables, with different games and raffles, and food for the attendees. It was another nice fall day, which helped keep our trooper troopers comfortable for the entire event. Next up, ECG deployed eight members to a walk now for Autism Walk on Sunday, October 14th. ECG was once again joined by two Echo Base members. This was a great event as usual, where our troopers posed for tons of photos, handed out citations, and trading cards. The crowd was very large, and the weather was sunny and breezy. 
The event raised over $800,000 this year for autism research and awareness, and there were over 20,000 walkers. Our troopers were very proud to be part of it all. Next up was the 12th annual Alexander's Angels Buddy Walk on Saturday, October 20th. George, TI-11710, David, TD-6513, Chris, TB-6744, and Alan, TI-97491, trooped at this one. The walk is organized by Alexander's Angels, which is a fundraising group dedicated to furthering awareness of the contributions and needs of individuals with Down syndrome. There was a large crowd for this walk, and our troopers had a great time hanging out on the boardwalk at Sunken Meadows State Park to see the walkers off on their journey. The final ECG walk for this report is one that George TI-1170 and Chris TB-6744 from Empire City Garrison attended. The John Thiessen Children's Foundation Freaky 5K walk slash run that took place in the early morning hours of Sunday, October 21st. As long-time listeners for the 501st cast know, G, sorry, JTCF is a local charity in New York that brings games, activities, toys, and treats to children at local area hospitals. They also have a location where they let sick children come to play games and select a toy to keep. Although the weather was sunny and breezy, it was still very chilly early in the morning, but the troopers still had a nice time posing for photos and handing out trading cards. The crowd was sparse at first, but grew very large as the run got closer. They had um, a kids' run at 8 a.m., followed by the adult 5K at uh, 8.30. Many of the kids and adults were in costume as well. Um, George and Chris were proud to take part. On September 16th, five members of Empire City Garrison attended the Kiwanis Classic Car Show and Health Expo on Long Island. The event featured a car show, health expo, Chinese auction, 50-50, vendor tables, food vendors, prizes, games, and much more. All proceeds went to the Kiwanis Club of Islip Bay's Shore Foundation and the Children's Tumor Foundation. There was a nice turnout and a clear day for the show, but it did actually start to get a bit too warm as the sun reached its peak. ECG had a great time, once again, interacting with attendees, handing out cars, posing for photos, and the organizers were very happy to have the 501st attend. ECG hopes to be invited back next year. Empire City Garrison spent a couple hours at Farmingdale Public Library's Comic-Con on Saturday, October 13th. George, TK-11710, Chris, TK-6744, Joe, SL-91452, and a pair of young Jawas were joined by the Saber Guild, who were giving Jedi training to the kids. Our members had fun at this great event, posing for photos and handing out trading cards. There was a steady stream of kids and adults throughout the event, and they had many activities and games for them to enjoy. They also took a stroll around the rest of the library and had fun interacting with the patrons. We have links to a photo from each of these ECG troops in our show notes. And here are a few reports from Brazilian Division Garrison's Death Valley Squad. Back on July 29th, TK... 81972 was invited to appear at a fundraising race to support young Enzo and his family, and his family was very grateful for the support. On August 2nd, there was an invasion of 14 characters to the outdoor movie showing of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. The event proceeds went towards the restoration of the park's historic pavilions. On September 2nd, four members of Death Valley Squad participated in a parade to commemorate the 141st anniversary of the district of Eugenio de Mello. 20 members of Death Valley Squad, by invitation of the Boy Scouts, participated in the military civic parade to commemorate Brazil's Independence Day on September 7th. We'll have links to photos from each of these troops in our show notes. And thanks to Fabio, TK81972, for all those reports. Well, my big convention for the year was Fan Expo Canada in Toronto over Labor Day weekend. This is a huge event for Canadian Garrison and Rebel Legion's Canadian base, and many members from Garrison Excelsior have been traveling to join them for several years now. Capital City Garrison, Fortress Imperial Garrison, New England Garrison, the R2 Builders Club, and the Mandalorian Mercs all participated as well. Thanks to all those volunteers and the attendees of Fan Expo, a total of $16,561.90 Canadian was raised and directly given to Make-A-Wish Canada to help create life-changing wishes for children with critical illnesses. Canadian Garrison is proud of the volunteers who made this possible and proud of the fans who came out to support this cause, because every donation counts and makes a difference. Of special note during this event... 
Tom, TA9767 from My Garrison, Excelsior, was recognized with a special ceremony and photo op for his 400th troop as a TIE pilot. There weren't too many Star Wars celebs this year at the show, but the booth still had a couple visitors. Steve Zeb Bloom stopped by and signed the garrison's throne prop, adding his signature to many others that adorn the sides of the throne. And Paul Lee, who stars as Appa in Kim's Convenience, a comedy about the Kims, a Korean-Canadian family running a convenience store in downtown Toronto. He stopped by in his uh, officer uniform and trooped at the booth for a bit. Now, since the convention, he is a full-fledged member of the garrison as ID slash TI74447 with both his line officer and his TIE reserve pilot. He's also working on the Rogue One tank commander. And sort of on the non-Star Wars side of my convention experience, I had the opportunity because William Shatner was a guest at this show to be able to introduce my kids to classic Trek. So I've been showing them the classic Trek episodes, and I thought this was a, an awesome chance for them to be able to meet William Shatner in person. So that was a pretty special thing that we were able to do. We went to his talk, and we went up to his uh, autograph table, and I, I got my collector's plate signed. So so that was pretty exciting. Are you a Trekkie? Trekkie? I, I'm never, never quite sure if I like the term Trekkie or Trekker. I think I like Trekkie. <laughs> I think I like Trekkie better, but but yeah, I've I watched all of classic Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and I got most of the way through Enterprise. Nice. I have I have not seen Discovery yet though because I I don't have that um, whatever streaming service that's on Paramount. Oh, CBS, CBS, all access. Yeah, no, it's really really good. But now I'm working on trying to get my kids caught up. Ah, next up it says hillsides in August, and there's nothing there. Well, uh, <laughs> you know what they say: I, uh, as Sith lords uh, uh, gain wisdom and experience as the years go by, the memory tends to fail. And I do apologize, Nikki, for not getting that mission report to you so that I could read it to myself and to everyone else here on this podcast. So I shall do the best from memory. Well, in Hillsides, of course, is a children's group home, sometimes referred to as an orphanage in Pasadena, California. And, uh, well, the Southern California uh, garrison goes there twice a year, every August. And we're going to be going back in December. In December, we bring the kids uh, toys, you know, we act- specifically action figures. They, received a gi- they, they receive a gift wrap action figure from an action figure. Pretty cool. Well, in August, it's a little bit more than that. And uh, we uh, went there the first Saturday uh, this past August, and we uh, had a total of about 60 plus, I want to say about 65 costumers uh, from different clubs, including uh, 20 from the 501st Legion, 20 from the Mandalorian Mercs, about 10 to a dozen from the Rebel Legion, and the Saber Guild and the Dark Empire all joined us. And uh, Saber Guild, of course, put on their outstanding, uh, one of their shows for the kids, uh, lightsaber, uh, choreographed lightsaber show. And uh, they had a ball. They received, uh, you know, trading cards. We post for photos. We usually spend a couple hours with the kids there. So that's that. Uh, That is an orphanage visit that uh, we've been doing ever since 2011, and it's uh, going stronger and stronger every year, and I'm looking forward to going back and reporting on it this coming December. So was this year you did patches as well? Was that the first time you did patches? Or? This year was the last time, the final time that we ah. did patches. We've been, um, as I mentioned, we've been going there, trooping that uh, as a joint club effort since 2011. In 2014, we did a commemorative patch, and I decided that we wanted to do a commemorative patch every visit. Well, this uh, being the fourth or fifth year in a row, if you count 2014, it would be five years, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, this would, this would be five patches total, uh, including this year. And, um, well, th- we decided that be- due to costs, it was just, you know, it, this this would be the last year that we did a commemorative patch. So starting next summer, we'll be doing a commemorative uh, trading card of some kind. Uh, and right. I th- uh, the kids like the cards better than the patches anyway. The funny thing is, is that we as the, the costumers and the, and the people trooping the event love the patches, but it, the event's for the kids and they, they like cards better than they like patches. So it's all for them. And I think that's probably the better reason to, to do cards instead. Sounds good. Was this the highest year of attendance? Um, I 
think it's been about the same just due to fire safety reasons. We topped out, I think we had the most attendance ever in 2015 with almost 70 costumers. And they really want us to top it out uh, at about 60 to 65 costumers just, just so that the fire marshal's happy. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, it, uh, it's it been maxed out every, every August since uh, uh, about 2015. Awesome. All right, back to uh, back to Europe. Over twenty-five troopers from the Dutch garrison Rebel Legion, Dune Sea Base, Clan Derek Vetin, and the Galactic Academy Dantooine Campus of the Netherlands spent September twenty-second walking a ten k in costume for charity. Final amount donated for pink ribbon in support of the Dutch garrison troopers' efforts is estimated to be uh, four thousand one hundred ninety-five euros, or approximately forty-eight hundred and ten dollars. Quite an impressive feat, considering they walked 10K in full costume, and even more impressive for the few Galactic Academy kids that joined the walk. That's that time of year again for the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. We don't have a full report with stats, but this is a troop the 501st has been attending for about 12 years now, with dozens of members attending each day of the nine-day event. In fact, GM6838 which is a Galactic Marine from Central California Garrison, drove 14 hours to join members of the Dubac Ridge Garrison for Fiesta. And of course, the stars of the show are the famous Darth Vader and Yoda special-shaped balloons. You can check out the video we'll link to in our show notes that includes some video clips and a slideshow photos from the event. On October 8th, members of UK Garrison were out on patrol along the corridors and wards of the Addenbrooke's Hospital Children's Wards in Cambridge. Although there was a mix of hospitalized children excited to see the 501st and terrified staff trying to hide from us, it was all in all a good day for the 501st UK Garrison putting smiles on faces. Trooping this event were Stormtroopers Mark, TK70046, Paul, TK28271, and Gary, TK22673, under the command of Staff Officer Tony, ID51007, and accompanied the one and only Mr. Stark, Steve, as Iron Man provided by Real Icons. Are you smart enough to be an Imperial Stormtrooper? Are you tough enough to wear the armor? If so, we want you to join the Imperial Army. Warning, wearing the armor may create some side effects, including sprained ankles, fainting, cuts, bruising, sweating, body odor, pinching, blindness, cramping, nausea, claustrophobia, swelling of the hands and feet, fatigue, tunnel vision, bunions, loss of appetite, scalp itch, dry mouth, weight loss, headaches, and some hearing loss. While wearing the armor, you should not try to urinate, lie down, kneel, or sit, as injury could occur. Women who are pregnant or trying to get pregnant should not wear the armor. Wearing the armor is not for everyone, so if you experience any of these side effects and decide to take your armor off, you will be shot for desertion. So join the Fighting 501st Legion, now recruiting at 501st.com. Upcoming events. Well, in case you forgot, October is Star Wars Reads Month. Many of our units have been and will be out at their local libraries, schools, and bookstores to help celebrate. And of course, Halloween, the time of year when our units get bombarded by requests by organizations looking for costumed characters to spice up their events. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's R-O-Q-O-O-D-E-P-O-T.com. And this episode's shout-out is a congratulations to our German garrison for making and now surpassing the 900 active member milestone. As of recording, they are at 919 members with five squads. Herzlichen Glückwunsch. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast can be tuned in via iTunes, podcasts.com, or Stitcher. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion, or go to Twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. 
While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st cast. And to our detachments for their continued hard work in keeping us looking fabulous. <laughs> I got a cut. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Nikki, uh, say that last sentence again. Right when you said fabulous, it made you sound very fabulous. Oh, no. And the funny thing is, is that I have a commercial that I wasn't going to use called Darth Fabulous. Just because. <laughs> but uh, you, please say that last sentence again. I've got to redo that. But, oh, my gosh, that was hilarious. So that's the perfect blooper. <laughs> oh. Great success was the annual Pennsylvania ah. Star Wars Gotta cut you Society Choir Drive. Oh my. Thanks to the support of I'm sorry, Marcus, but it made you sound just as fabulous as uh, she did earlier. Boy, you guys are going to love the bloopers. collectibles, right of snacks, to keep them fueled for trooping. Uh, they're fabulous collectibles. Can you collectors. can you restart at D and E collectibles? I did it to you again. Our show notes and thanks to Greg ID three six for that report. Uh, Star Killer. It's it's it's. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. Um, are we having some lag. Yeah, we are having some. It's it's making yeah, you both sound. Like to. You're both sounding very fabulous. And now another word from one of our sponsors. Hello, ladies. I'm Darth Fabulous, the Sith your Sith could smell like. Take a look at your man. Now back to me. Now back to your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me. But he could at least smell like me. Fabulous. If he uses new Kessel Spice Body Wash... Hmm, the spice mines of Kessel never smelled so fabulous. New Kessel Spice Body Wash. Fabulous. Darth. Fabulous.